What up, what up, what up, ladies and Wait gentlemen. Wait a second, what was that? What was that? You what? just had some new music on? Yeah, you know, had to had to had to, you know, mix it up a little bit. She even caught me off guard with that joint. Eva's so enthusiastic. Yeah, even <laughs> and the and the and the Oscar of the year goes to I have been waiting for a long time for new intro outro. What is that? Uh, it's another track by this uh, dope artist named The Venomous. So <laughs> uh, mm. hope you guys enjoy. So we just changing it up. I was actually just going back through the catalog, honestly, when I was looking for the music. I was like, man, we've been doing this show for over two years. It's yeah. crazy, man. Well, so, yeah, yeah. So it's like we're in the 60s now. With the About yeah. to hit the 70s. Yeah, about to hit the 70s, man. So yeah. shout out to everybody who's been listening and supporting yeah, us. Yeah, we have to bust out the bell bottoms and the afros <laughs> and the Ron, Ron O'Neill mustaches. There it is. There it is. We, we have to. Superfly. We we halfway there. Just gotta let this joint grow a little bit more. We halfway there. Yeah. So what up, ladies and gentlemen? As you, if you couldn't tell, you're listening to Across the Intersection podcast. Got the whole crew in here. This is AJ. I'm in here with Eve and A Sizzle. As sure. always, you yep. can ingest this wonderful podcast where they get ingested. That would be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, Google Play, and Google Podcasts. Tune in Stitcher and the clouds of sound. And it's on SoundCloud. There it is. For all my mixtape backpack crew out there, for the <laughs> for the mixtape backpack crew, I know y'all know about SoundCloud. Hmm. Um, you can hit us up, get at us on divemedia.co. That is divemedia.co. Um, people actually going to the website. Somebody hit me up this week and were like, "Why did y'all pick co? That's so interesting." Nah, really? Nah, yeah, I yeah. like it. No, I, I like it too. They people just didn't. I mean, because people are accustomed to .com, but you know, we you know we out here flossing with ours. So you know, it's .co. Yeah. Um, and you can get at us on the socials. Um, this is Dive Media on all platforms. That is, this is Dive Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagrizzy. Um, and we have a Telegram group. If you want to join us on Telegram, please hit us up on any social platform, and we will shoot you out the link to join our Telegram group. Shout out After to the, we conduct a thorough back, background check. Right. We on that, you know, we on that federale background. As in the check. Google hustle. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, we uh we we definitely gonna do that. But we do um, appreciate all the people that's in the Telegram group, you know, bouncing around different ideas. So if you wanna get at us on Telegram, hit us up. Um I'm also on all platforms at Divinimus, D I V E N O M O U S. And I'll let Avery go next just in case the world has almost come to an end and he is now on social media again. Nah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm on that uh, nosocialmedia.com. Okay. That's where I am. Well, hit me up on at E to the V to the on Twitter. Have a good time over there uh, because we really chop it up about every single topic that you can think of. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I still, I mean... Every once in a while, I try to break away from certain platforms, but man, Twitter just be getting it in, man. It's just, it's just too much comedy on that joint. <laughs> it's Somebody's like t- addicted. If if y'all remember talent from back in the Deaf Comedy Jam days, it's just comedy. That's a mm. throwback. I, um, I'm just now learning how to do entire threads on Twitter. For example, one of my more recent threads, I was doing a. I think I mentioned this last time, but I was doing a. Um, a live tweet of listening to Kanye's new album. Mm. And I was just doing an entire thread for each 
um, reaction that I had to it. So I'm finally learning how to use Twitter properly. Mm, Okay. Even though I've been on it for almost 10 years. Mm. That's that's how y'all know Jesus is king. Jesus is king if he's teaching us how to use Twitter. Yes, sir. Eve out there chopping it up like cats in the Popeyes looking for a chicken sandwich. <laughs> man, I I had to hang my head low this week, man. I was, you know, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, Popeyes brought the chicken sandwich back out and brothers in the store getting shanked over that joint. I swear that, that yeah. must be the the chicken, the the quail that was in the old testament. They must they they, they put that kind of chicken in there, man. I mean, for those of you who don't know, in the D.C. area, there was a stabbing that took place in a in a Popeyes. This is not even what you know one of our stories, but this was just so ridiculous we had to bring it up. Somebody got stabbed, and there was an altercation in a in a Popeyes restaurant in Oxon Hill. I mean, I didn't think people knew where Oxon Hill was, so it's just outside I mean, of, they know now. It's just outside of D. <laughs> it's just outside of D.C. <laughs> it's just outside of Washington D.C. And somebody got got their prison shank on for a uh, for a Popeye's chicken sandwich. There was a there was a, a confrontation in the Popeye's over that chicken sizzle. And uh it ended with uh an unknown object entering the body of another human being. Now, I don't know how good the chicken sandwich is. I actually don't eat chicken anymore. I haven't had chicken in years. Um no 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 shade to Popeye's. I just don't eat chicken anymore. Understandable. I remember just as a aside, I was um, taking a road trip up to Niagara Falls when I was still in the D.C. area. We were driving up and when we got to upstate New York, all of a sudden a funk. Okay, like a nasty funk penetrated the car. Hmm. Even when I closed the vents, there was a I had never smelled anything before in my life. And then when we and then we drove by all of these low level, like it seemed like a couple of miles of low level coops and realized that the only thing that was that were in that coop or these coops were chickens and their feces. Oh, wow. So I don't know if you stopped eating chicken because of the inhumane or in uh, inhuman. Uh, unanimalistic I don't know what the proper term is for animal but you know low bird like um way that they're treating these chickens I don't know if you 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 stop eating for that reason instead of having chickens who are actually walking around and you know able to build up their muscle and you know and be healthy or if you stopped because of some other reason related to veganism or something like that no, I just cut out meat. I just cut out a lot of meat. I mean, I'll still do a little bit of fish here and there, but I cut out a lot of meat just in general, just off the health stuff. And I've I've seen that as well because I was out in um, the Appalachians area years ago and out on Route 81 um, in, like, western Virginia. Yeah, Blue Ridge Mountains. There is a... Um, there's a, a bunch of those, and, and you look over and you see them, and they just got them chickens stacked in there like... Sheesh, like a bunch of Uno cards in that joint. It's like a draw four, draw six in that joint. Mm, they got the chickens stacked in the coops, like Negroes stacked in Popeyes, huh? But there, but there are people who, even though they, <laughs> I see you try to make that segue, but I still have to say that even people who actually like meat, um, it, it is a health concern when the when the animal isn't being treated well because they think that the actual meat uh, that 
comes from such an animal is going to affect them health wise. So, you know, people have different reasons for not eating even chicken and fish. I just, you know, I mean, but aside from the, you know, treatment of the animals, the, the way in which people allow themselves to be exploited is just, Mm. listen, people out there, Popeye's ain't that good. Like even when I, is it stabbing good? Like I mean, is it good enough to stab somebody? Like I, I, heard, yeah. I heard that it that the Popeye's chicken sandwich is exceptionally good. Well, but I heard that there was more breading than chicken. Yeah, yeah. So a couple things. Um, one, one is that uh, dude got stabbed. Um, it has been reported that the person, somebody cut somebody in line. But the thing is, is that you never know, like that might be an oversimplification of what took place. Maybe there was a misunderstanding. Maybe somebody thought somebody was cutting in line and was like, hey man, what are you doing? What do you mean what I'm doing? I, I'm, I'm, I'm ordering a salad. You don't want to take my chicken. You know, you, you don't, you don't know because they, they had like a, a line dedicated uh, so, so the report says a line dedicated to the chicken sandwich. Uh, so you know they was lining up sandwich like it was line over money. here. Yeah, Everybody was, else over there. Yeah, they was lining up. They was lining up like it was some Jordan Elevens, and it's unfortunate, but that's what it was. And all you need maybe, is to come out there now. May need Kaepernick to come out. That's pretty funny. <laughs> maybe he get a new job, right? As the mascot, oh, Popeyes man. or something. But. Um, maybe what took place was somebody was like, maybe somebody was was like, mm, I'm not going to get a chicken. Maybe I'm just going to go get a salad or some of them voodoo tenders or something like that that they got out now. And maybe somebody... Honey child, you don't want my voodoo tenders? So, Love that chicken may, Yeah, may, maybe, maybe, the per- maybe one of the dudes that was standing in the chicken line this is so, 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 so stupid. I can't believe we're actually talking about this like it's real life and not a Boondocks episode. <laughs> this is like but a Boondocks episode. That was yeah. a Boondocks episode. I know it was, yep. And and so maybe the person Who that was in that? line was like, oh, hell no. Nah. You ain't cutting in front of no chicken like me, you know. And then so the other dude, because you know how we can be, got in his feelings because he was justified. He was like, what? I don't want no chicken. I'm trying to get some of these tenders. And, and then maybe it just escalated and then somebody got poked and aired out. But here's the thing: <laughs> from a, from some from a from a, re- a report, I've heard people are saying that my sources tell me. What are the streets telling us? Come on. My sources tell me that everybody's saying that the spicy chicken sandwich is better than the regular chicken, right? But what what my sources tell me? Hold on, hold on. So the so the spicy is poking good. Yeah. Okay. But what my sources also tell me is that both the spicy and the regular joint is the same freaking chicken. The only difference is that the spicy has spicy mayo on it. So technically, if this person died over a chicken sandwich, he didn't even die over a sandwich. He died over mayonnaise. If he died over the spicy version, if you understand what I'm saying. The dude died over some mayonnaise. Now, I... It, it 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 is it it is very 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 unfortunate. It's very sad uh, because after everything that we go through to try to uh, try to try to 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 to, to uh, fight and eyes a man too and uh, reparations and 
uh, you know, trying to trying to um, uh, uh, vie against the the killings of um, unarmed black people in their own homes. Uh, then we got this going on. Well, no, no, Avery. And, no, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She's not gonna I'm let just, you blaspheme in this. I'm journey. just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you about my people. What the people are, I'm, I'm just giving you the alternative point of view. That's it. When so, I'm saying, well, hold on, hold on. You hold will on. not I, I, blaspheme I'm not making my ethnosyphon here. You are making a false. No, hold on, Eva. Let me you finish. Like well, let me finish. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. Let whoa. me finish my false equivalency. Pew, pew, pew. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that it is disheartening and embarrassing when you have, when you, when you, when, when we have this type of uh, clear exploitation that takes place that we allow that many of us, many of us, all right, many of us allow ourselves to be pimped and hold out like this. And then watch your mouth. And then we turn around and complain that we're not treated fairly. The, the, all I'm saying is I'm not saying that that gives, I'm not justifying being treated unfairly. That's not what I'm doing. But what I am saying is that it makes you look, it makes us look stupid. Because well, then what about the Appalachian caucasoid? They look stupid too. Right? No, no. But you have made a connection between uh, uh, historic wrongs done to African-Americans and us seeking justice for them as well as contemporary wrongs, making connection between that and people committing violence against each other at a fast food restaurant. What about the fact that this is not just about black people at fast food restaurants because the day after that stabbing, I saw another video of it. Thankfully, this was an actual video instead of just hearsay about what happened with the stabbing, but a video in Kentucky of two elderly white people online in pop or outside of Popeye's getting into it next to a pickup truck. Poor, poor I, old man did, ended up did, parallel to the ground based on that. I but saw that even... How is it that the white man is fighting? Why are white people fighting each other in front Eva. of a chicken sandwich and over a chicken sandwich? What about all the other issues that their toothless neighbors? Well, have? I can't answer that. I can't. I, hold I on. Can't why they gotta be toothless easily. though? What's, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. AJ. I mean, hold, I mean everybody getting their monologues in. I'm just saying. Can okay. I say? A, you know. Okay. Don't let me. Don't don't let me call Jerry Springer. All right. Because this is getting real out of hand now. I gotta raise my voice. We trying to get some views and some listeners here. I guess I gotta get my emotion. I'm just playing. What? What? I, but to answer your question, uh, Eva, uh, um, there's a disproportionate effect. There's a disproportionate exploitation that takes place uh, in our communities than was taking place over there in the ruthless and toothless bunch. <laughs> I, and 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 it's it, we we talk about disproportionate uh, effects that take place. Uh, for all kinds of different things, right? It doesn't just affect "quote unquote" black people, but it can affect all kinds of different people. Yes, just like prison, right? It's more white people in prison than there are black people, but disproportionately, it's way more black people than there are white people in prison. Relatively so, speaking, yeah, I, I, yeah, relatively, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah that's you. what I'm saying. Like we're way, we, we are way more exploded, and and we can go into uh, why that is the case, um, you know. Uh, but we are. I, I, I'm saying that I'm saying that um, we are we are exploited. I'm, I, I I agree, and I think that we need to be doing what we can to play defense and offense and all that stuff uh, to 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 make a better way for ourselves and to and to um, you know produce justice and all that. 
But I'm just saying that it makes it harder. <laughs> it makes it harder when you got people in the back cutting up. And I it, it, literally cutting up. <laughs> become a monolith because I would venture to say that the people who have tried this sandwich and who are fighting each other and, and committing assault over the sandwich are simply not the same people. I who are talking about let's just I'm not, I don't I don't, I, I don't disagree with that. Three, well, okay, well, let's use our us as an example. Not one of us has separated our lips to receive a Popeye chicken sandwich. But on the other hand, yes, when it comes to injustice, we will speak out on those things. So if somebody were to say, look at those black people, why are they fighting over a sandwich? And then talking about injustice coming from the outside, those are not the, the same people. Eva, I Eva. Listen, Eva, listen, guys. You, you I saying think- it's not the same people. Right, but and, there and, there and are people in, in there are people things. that will say that they're in, the same people. That's all. Cer- yeah. Right, in certain, there are certain circles either, that certain will instances. see us as the same people. That's what all. Type, so there are people that have the consciousness to point out wrongs sent from sixteen nineteen to two thousand nineteen, but then will separate their their lips and receive a chicken sandwich and fight someone in the process. Yes, three <laughs> of us are three people who are not in that category. I, I understand what you're saying. I completely understand what you're saying, Eva. I get oh, it. Like, well, what? everything that everything that's going on... I'm sorry, I'm cut, cut, talking over you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you guys. I think Eva... Eva I, don't, I don't think Avery's disagreeing with you, but we we have to just be realistic and, and yeah, know that, that there are people who read that story. There are people, not you, not me, not A, but there are people who read that story and probably looked at it and said, Look at these crazy Negroes fighting over a chicken sandwich. And they they didn't say Negroes. And they didn't say Negroes. I'm just being a little bit PG-13 here, right? They looked at that story and said, man, look at these crazy Negroes fighting over a chicken sandwich. Now they and they would not be willing to go the the extra mile to differentiate amongst us. They would just say, black people are crazy. They in there fighting and and killing over a chicken sandwich. But we are complaining that people treat us as a monolith. But by saying we to every low level thing possible, <laughs> we also treat ourselves as I'm a Eva, I I Eva, I agree with I, I agree with what you're saying. I do. It's just that the thing is, and, and, and you're right, Eva, that's how we have to have that mindset when we're moving forward and we're doing things because we, we can't let the dregs drag us down. I, I understand that. I am saying that it does it does make the fight harder because in the one in one instance, no, we're not necessarily the same people because especially spiritually speaking. Right. Like we're not of the same people. We know that um, Hamites and Shemites and uh, 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 yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, like Amalekites and Gideonites share the same, share the same skin color, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're the same people. I, that I understand, but what I am saying also, we have to take into consideration is that on a biological level, on a, on a, on a medical level, we are, we are the same people. We share the same DNA. And so, and listen. As far as propaganda goes, I mean, forget about that. That's a little deeper. Let's just keep it right yeah. at the surface. As far yeah. as propaganda goes, 
we're the same people. And so that's why, yeah. you know, what I, what Eva, 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 you can, you can, you can make the ideological statements, but what I'm telling you is, when propaganda is put out, people are not differentiating between. Well, did, I, like, I, did you know I, that the a, that the woman who does that Popeyes, oh child, you love much? Do you know that she's not even like uh, um, from the U.S.? She's not from the South. Like, go and 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 find videos of her in real life, and you'd be like, oh, dang. This is not, she is playing a caricature. That's what I'm saying because the people who are behind that marketing campaign, they see all black people as a monolith. I'm not saying I agree. I vehemently disagree. But I'm just saying that when these type of things continue to be perpetuated, it does not help. It does not help the fact that we do not want to be seen You're as right, a monolith. Right. Well, and, and, and here's the thing that I'm trying to fight for. I'm trying to fight for... Uh, um, medical uh, attention, right? For uh, our our people group, for black, for people who have black skin, um, because there's there, there's what what's called um, you know, there's inequity when it comes to medicine. There's inequity uh, for that, and when things like this take place, it further helps people to think in their heads. Well, these Negroes, they don't need anything specific for them anyway because they're not worth it. They don't even value themselves. So it, it it does make my fight harder. It really does. But I mean, I, I do what I do and I'm going to move forward anyway. I'm just saying that it, it, it makes it harder. So, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes our chicken talk for <laughs> November 2019. So I'm going yeah, to get, apparently, I'm gonna I'm get off this topic so Eva don't hang up on us. Yeah, Eva, it, <laughs> man, girl, you looking like... You look like Cynthia Revo out there. You alright? Ooh boy. Like I know Tubman. chicken. I know chicken to get y'all so fired up. I, I would never even have brought it I up. Just, I just think that it's very important Come that on, Eva. if we if we realize that ideologically mm-hmm. Come on. the rest of the world puts us in the same boxes if we all have the same mind. And I wasn't talking about genetics, Avery. But if we realize that ideologically we are put in the same box as the 1% of us who would put a knife into someone because 99% of us are not murderers. If we realize that that's what the rest of the world does and we do the same thing by saying we and us when we're really talking about the 1% of us who would stab someone, then I just happen to disagree with, with people who do that. You guys think that it's okay for someone to say, Uh, Yep, we are this way and we need to get ourselves together and agree with the monolithic perspective that the rest of the world has. I disagree. I didn't say we either. either. I don't Uh, I don't agree with that mindset. That's that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not saying that that I agree. I'm just saying that that mindset is out there. That's all I'm saying. That mindset is there. Right. That's what I'm saying, too. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying language that agrees with it. either. Come on, Eva. That's all. I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not going to let them let them get off that easily. That's all. OK, you know, we just have a, just a, we just have a different approach. You guys are like, look, that's the way the world sees us. So that's the way we see us. I just disagree with that approach. That's that's the only difference. Well, let's let's keep these hot button topics going because I, I like yeah, a fired up yeah. Eva. So let's keep going with these hot button topics. I'm going to shift over. I'm going to shift. See, Eve the Zeladon came back out. She's been all classified Eva these last Man, why few months. Why you doxing months. like that? You putting out all her historical information. Oh, come on. The Zealot's not her last name. Anyway, <laughs> so we're we, we going to keep it going with these hot button topics. 
So, because what you just said, even honestly, now in all, all jokes aside, it reminds me of something that happened to me about six months ago. And we're going to shift into our next topic. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, recently, um, new movie out called Harriet Tubman. It's a biopic about actually Harriet. it's called Harriet. Excuse me, what's well, about Harriet Tubman? But the movie's mm-hmm. called Harriet. It's about the uh, you know you guys know Harriet Tubman. Grandma Moses, Underground Railroad, et cetera, et cetera, right? I'm not going to give you a history lesson right now. Um, But Eva's point actually reminds me of something that happened to me about uh, six months ago. Um, Went to Jamaica um, on a vacation, visited some family. For those of you who don't know, I got family from my family from the Caribbean. So I went to Jamaica. um, And when we landed, a very interesting um, situation had happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we landed, we um, had a driver um, that picked us up before we switched drivers, and I'll ex- explain why, um, who ended up driving us around the the majority of the time was a friend of my cousin's. cousin of mine knew somebody who owned their own driving service, so we went with him. But when we first landed, we had a driver that picked us up from the airport just to get us oh, to our yeah. place. That dude who got me mad when you talked about him last time. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And so we were in the van, right? So this guy is a driver. And you know, you're just making small talk. I'm just excited to be back in Jamaica, you know, being around people, you know, hearing the language, eating the food. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just geeking. I'm going to visit some family I hadn't seen in a long time. So I'm just, you know, I'm all gassed up, right? And so I'm, I'm talking to the driver, not my cousin's friend, but this first driver. He only, he only dropped us off from the airport to the place we were staying. So we're, we're making small talk. And I'm asking him, hey, you ever been off the island? And, you know, you ever been to the U.S.? And blah, 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 blah. So I'm just making small talk. And then the um, topic of African-Americans comes up. And for those of you who don't know, there are many non-native black peoples who don't have a very high view of African-Americans. I know Mm. because I grew up up hearing a lot of the derogatory mindsets and comments. Yeah, they believe oppressors, no doubt. Yeah, they 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 fall in line with the oppressor group. I would I would I would agree with that. And so, but it was just so interesting to hear it out of the mouth of this poor Jamaican. I'm like, dude, you driving me around? Like what I like in my mind, I'm listening to this guy talk, and he's like, now he 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 doesn't know my history. Like he doesn't know like I'm first generation American. Like my parents were not born in the U.S. Like my parents came to the U.S. in college, right? He doesn't know that about me. He just assumes that I'm African-American because I'm with my family and with my wife, kids. And he's like, yeah, you know, I've never been to America, but, you know, we we have our views here about African-Americans and this, that, and the third. And, of course, he's talking in Patois, so I'm not going to get into all of that, right? Oh, no, no, no. And I'm thinking, like, this poor blank Jamaican driver, he's driving me around. Like, Ninja, I'm paying you right now. You don't know me. How dare you make these types of statements? Yeah, why would he feel so free to even say that? Why would you feel so free to say that in the presence of somebody who's paying you? Like, I could have hit him with the pullover. This ride is over. (laughs) I'm not paying you nothing. You know what I mean? And I just found that fascinating. I honestly found that very, like, I didn't even get angry. I was kind of, you know, like, huh? I was taken aback, but then I was just fascinated. Like this poor, you know, this poor third world backwoods Jamaican dude who don't mm. know me, 
would dare part his lips with derogatory statements about African-Americans. Now, granted, I know those statements because I heard a lot of them growing up. And that just leads me into this Harriet discussion because that's how a lot of non-native black peoples view African-Americans. Do I agree with it? No, but that's just the way it is. Again, similar to the other point. I'm not agreeing so, with it. I'm just stating the fact that it right. is a thing, right? And how, how does it relate to the Harriet thing specifically? I'm glad you asked that. So for those of you who, who are, like I told you all, I stay on Twitter. There's a whole hashtag thing going on, not my Harriet. You should go mm. look it up. Go look up the hashtag, not my Harriet. And you may ask, why is it not my Harriet? Now, people will say, well, is it because it's a woman, right? There was 12 years a slave, and that guy wasn't a Native um, American. There were um, the Selma. That guy's not a Native American. There are a lot of movies, uh, biopics about black historical African-American figures that were played by non-Native uh, African-Americans. But this young lady, Cynthia Arrivo, if you do a quick search of her Twitter history, made it a habit to kind of talk greasy about African-Americans in general. Now, I'm not going to go into her Twitter history. If you want to go find that out, you can go dig it up yourself. And so because of that history of talking greasy about African-Americans, a lot of people are like, y'all couldn't find somebody who was African-American to, to play this role? You had to find a non-native African-American for one. And then secondly, someone who holds these similar negative views or at least at one point held those views um, about African-Americans. And so there's, mm. a, there's, there's a whole thing on Twitter talking about, you know, not my Harriet. A lot of people have been boycotting the film. And I don't think it did very well its opening weekend. I think it had a very poor showing its um, opening it weekend. It didn't break even. It got 11 million and the movie cost 12 million to make. So there you go. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? You know, one, just the, the, that concept of non-native black peoples, the view of African-Americans, and then two, just this whole thing with, with Harriet and, you know, Cynthia Revo and, you know, her, her past comments and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so the way I see what has gone on is that well for one i do agree on the i do agree on the um on the specifics of uh, uh i'm sorry i do agree on the specifics of um of the of the choice of uh actress in so much as her not necessarily being um of a native black american descent uh, or foundational black American or American descendant of the slave, whatever, whatever the name uh, that you want to use. What well, uh, you so, agree? You agree with the with the people who are I, questioning? I, I I I do I do agree with the I do I do agree with that that is uh, that that that's an issue. However, um, I'm not so I'm not to me that's not really the biggest issue. I can kind of sort of kind of get past that. Because it's just, it, I mean, for the fact of the matter is, it's entertainment. And um, a, a lot of the times, entertainers do not have the backgrounds of that which they portray. So um, I'm not as like you, that, that, that is something, but that's not to me the unpardonable thing per se. Um, I do think that uh, for the historical figure that was being portrayed more 
to me, more more effort could have been poured into uh, a, a more riveting. I haven't seen it to, to 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 let you know, but I have read about it. I've seen clips. I've seen the trailer. Um, I, I I I think that. I think that it could have deserved um, uh, a, a, a better execution. But with that said, right, that's subjective as far as the art goes. Uh, the, just, but, but, but the controversy to me, I think, duh, it did warrant, because it was really blowing up, it did warrant some kind of uh, clear response. And that response never came. Uh, at the, and the controversy was that Cynthia Erivo specifically holds a uh, uh, contemptuous views toward um, toward African Native Black Americans, Native African American, Native Americans that are Black, whatever you want to say. But then at the same time, uh, uh, volley to get some work to portray uh, one of their historical figures. So there's a level of hypocrisy when seen that way. A big level of hypocrisy. What I was doing though, because this has been this has been heating the street for over a year now. Uh, and in the buildup to the, the release of the movie. And what I wanted to see, I said to myself, I said, you know what, let me just do some research and let me, I want to hear her specific, specific words. Um, and the words in which that I came across, I saw that I, you know, people were saying, oh, she said the word, you know, akata or whatever. I didn't see her actually say that word. Um, I saw, I did see some things that, could be interpreted as uh, uh, offensive or just kind of insensitive. I didn't see anything that was outright vitriolic per se, uh, but I can tell you what I did see. And I think Cynthia Rivo, unfortunately, her associations kind of messed up. You know, it messed her, it, it, it just it, it messed the whole situation up. And she has an association with another person that is very or was very vitriolic this person her name is lovey l-u-v-v-i-e oh lordy and um if you not for her you can do see the thing is is that lovey and cynthia uh can't they like they kind of you know off the off the social media bff type joint and lovey has a history of um like like talking talking down you know she has a better blood and um uh, she talks down on uh, black americans and i'm just saying historically i don't know where she stands now but historically and i looked to see if there was some kind of apology i mean i I have a i have some so you you, now that you can go you can see probably over 10 tweets of her saying specific things about black americans um that are that are uh, negative uh and this goes back to like 2010 2011 um, before uh, where we are now, where t- Twitter is way more scrutinized. And so you can kind of see how people kind of carry themselves and feel about certain things. And so that is in the, you know, that's out there. And I think that a lot of people had um, animosity toward Lovey. And then when Lovey kind of, you know, blessed Cynthia with this public association, uh, I think, and then, and, and, and Cynthia's, some somewhat somewhat could somewhat insensitive tweets even though it's just kind of like people you know on twitter people just talk i think that that those tweets could were then taken and then blown up to a level of offense that uh equated to lovey's tweets and then it's just kind of like oh okay 
So you feel the way she feels. So now then you're going to take this Harriet. So I think that Cindy is taking a lot of uh, heat that really people have toward uh, toward Levy. So um, so anyway, I'm not saying Cindy Arrivo is quote unquote 100 percent innocent or anything like that. But I do think that there's a lot of um, uh, uh, obtuse uh, obtuse behavior that's happening. I think that she's taking the L for um, uh, a lot of the she's taking a lot of flack for things that a lot of her associations have done. And um, she has not, she, and, and that, that the, the production company has not, they, 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 they have not spoke highly uh, about black Americans, native black Americans today. And I think that that's a big problem. That's a yeah. huge problem. They're doing the, 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 they're, they're, they're doing the benign neglect thing where they, people just, they imitate us, but then they act like we don't exist. And and they so don't they, they they don't like to be held responsible, and that's I, the, that's the big problem in my view. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. You're right. It's an international issue. Um, but I just wanted to say that uh, when it comes to people who actually believe the narrative of the oppressors of another group, I think that there's a huge cognitive dissonance. I think there's something. You know, I think that it might even be a mental health event, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And I think that it works both ways. It's not just other people who actually will believe what our uh, oppressors, historic oppressors have exported about us. Of course, that makes no sense because this is our historic oppressors and their platforms exporting all of these stereotypes. I think it doesn't just apply in that way, but it also applies in the other way when people who are African-Americans will disagree, will, will believe African stereotypes, you know, or stereotypes about, um, about people from the Caribbean or, you know, indigenous people in Australia or whatever the situation is. You never believe <laughs> the exported stereotype of an oppressor or an oppressive system on its most oppressed group. So there's a problem mentally there with people who do that as far as I'm concerned. But when it comes to people of the diaspora portraying people who are also of the diaspora, I think that we've been doing that. I think it's been done well, it's been, it's been done poorly, and I think we should be able to keep on doing it. I'm somebody who's a Pan-Africanist and always have been, although I acknowledge that individually I might be ADOS, as they call it, American Descendants of Slavery. But, you know, and there are some specific issues within that group in terms of things that we need to address, but we're still a part of that, you know, African diaspora. And so I think that it's really it's, it's in poor form if we continue to allow people to separate us um, uh, because I, you know, we just, we're just not in a position in terms of power to be able to thrive separately. Yeah, well, I would agree the, with that. I think the, that people who are not African-American can play roles. For me, it's less about that. And it's more about the, that mentality that I can yeah. talk. Listen, I have these discussions with people in my family in 2019 so this is not something that's an aberration like that viewpoint. You know, I, I don't even realize like when I see it on Twitter, it's it's to me, it's not shocking, but it, it's shocking that people don't realize it. Like and for all of my listeners who listen, who are Native African-American, there are a lot of non-American black skinned people who are who think who have real greasy thoughts towards African-Americans, very negative and part of it is because in other countries they don't fully grasp the plight of African Americans in this country. That's the first thing. So when an immigrant comes here, 
and they come to go to college or get a job or what or what what have you and they see the the situation of African Americans in their minds and this is where we are all part of the diaspora but you know to Eva's earlier point we are we are different peoples because they'll say they have the mentality of hey I came here got a college degree got a job why can't you do that but that's out of context well, it's not in the context of the oppression that you yeah. know you didn't experience even, oppression coming here yeah but even if they even if they do um, say something like that it's a disacknowledgement of the millions of us who are doing perfectly well so you know if you if you come over here and you just and you can only afford to live in the most poverty stricken under-resourced area and so that's the neighborhood that you moved into. So, of course, the people around there are going to match, you know, the type of neighborhood that your amount of money allowed you to get into. So you don't well, superimpose uh, people in under-resourced areas on everybody else. It, it's just yeah. it's amazing. It, to me, again, I, I just wanted, wanted to say really quick, Come on, I, yep. I'll retract my, my words about mental health events. So I don't want to offend anybody. I just think that it literally it's it's illogical. For right. first of all, you believe in oppressors' exported views or what they export about a group of people on their own oppressed people. But the other thing that doesn't make sense is when you come to another country and you move into a neighborhood where people are under-resourced, and then you judge that whole group based on the limited uh, perspective that you have from the people that you move next to because of your lack of money. And it also disregards the fact that we have millions of black people who are educated and are doing well. We have historic, we've, since the 1600s, we've been making strides, strides in this country. So that's another problem with stereotypes is that you look at the, the, the least accomplished and the worst which is why I think we should not make you know consider ourselves a monolith in that sense. And you make everybody in you put everybody in that category. Unfortunately, the oppressors are the ones who have the power, and unfortunately, they have the ability to export what they choose to export. And so, all the things that you're saying, Eva, are correct. But unfortunately, for many people who don't live in the United States, whether they're you know of African descent or not, they don't see those things. What they see is people. Do you think those same people would complain that some African Americans do the same thing they do and 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 judge them by their worst? Correct. So that's the thing. You have somebody who has a stereotype about another group of people. But they themselves are stereotyped. They don't like being stereotyped themselves, like the Nigerian person who's a, you know, supposedly a drug dealer or will steal your money. But then they'll turn that around and stereotype other people. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, listen, white supremacy is one of America's greatest exports. So that joint is international. I mean, let's keep it a hundo. Let's flip it around using your example. Why? Do, and, and I run into this all the time. So I'm saying it because it's, it's what I experience. Why do people think all Jamaicans smoke weed, right? That thick, thick patois accent that we have grown accustomed to, that we think all Jamaicans sound like that. I'm here to tell you that most Jamaicans, not most, I say a lot of Jamaicans actually don't sound like that. That is really the ebonics of Jamaica. When you think of Jamaica, you think of Wabwan, Naman, Naman, that's not that's not how all Jamaicans talk. But again, that's what's exported. So that's what we have in our minds. Right. And I'm telling you from what I experienced. So when I tell people, hey, man, I'm going to visit my family in Jamaica. Make sure you bring back that good weed, homie. 
Why would you think all Jamaicans just sit around all day smoking weed? You see what I'm saying? Because that is what is exported by the same white supremacist mentality that exists in America. So it exists both ways, right? Well, it exists in, in, in both directions. But what we, yeah. what, what we can't do is, like I said, I, this is why I agree with your point. We then buy into it and we perpetuate those same stereotypes both ways. So, so I, I, want, I want to throw this out there also. Um, that's a big issue with the with the Cynthia Revo thing that it, it just highlights the, the 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 problem is this this um movement of um being black when it's convenient. So what I mean by that is when people don't know you and when you're trying to make a name for yourself, a lot of times people ride the quote unquote black American experience and the, you know, the, the, the black thing and being, being cool and uh, talking about what's popular that we like to do and whatnot. And then when uh, utilizing affirmative action laws, diversity quotas, but when it's time for them to get the shine, then they are separating themselves and they're saying like, you know, well, no, 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 no. Yoruba blood runs through me uh, or Naja all day. Uh, all of these, all, all of these statements and, or, you know, we have our, uh, we, the, I mean, there are the Caribbean day parades and you know, all those things. And there's no shade, you know, do, do, do you do what you do? That, that, that's, that, that, that's cool. But, um, you don't necessarily have to. I'm not saying everybody does it, but when you get on, you don't necessarily have to begin to start to put down the the group yeah. uh, that put you on. So I'll give right. you an example, just going back to the lovey girl. And I'm saying this just from my research and you can see this stuff that you can go back to our early blogging days. And, and, and there was, you know, um, talks about uh, Jodeci and Tevin Campbell and I mean this, this I'm I, I just perused it there's plenty of plenty of things talked about but there is um this 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 uh, 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 persona that's put forth like you know somebody's an around the way person which is cool you could do that but then when you start to kind of bubble a little bit then you start to you, you, you begin to and and I mean maybe it wasn't even with the bubbling it's when people even come over here right because they bubble even before like just the fact that they get selected to come over here to the United States um, puts them into a uh, I mentally can put them into a different category and so um, they you can when you start to you can promote your history you can do all those things but you don't necessarily have to uh, then put down the native black Americans that honestly are your base even now yeah, in and this I country. Agree. I think that it's um, it's important in addition to you know continuing to educate people that we also kind of put those types of remarks in context. Hey, yeah, and and I just posted I just posted screenshots of the lovey girl and her tweets into the Telegram, so you could take a look at that as well. <laughs> and you can see that you can read it. You can dates. Uh huh. But anyway, I know that's your girl. I know you. You know. No, no. No, I, no I, disrespect. I, I, no way. I don't have any particular perspective of right. her, although I've listened to her her uh, podcast from time to time. I mean, do you get so that from listening to her? Yeah, I'm interested in hearing your response to that. On the podcast? No, no. Yeah. Jesus and Jawoff was actually very respectful of um, 
of uh, of African Americans and people <laughs> in the diaspora. Hold and, on, hold on, hold on. Um, this dude posted like podcasts. you posted about a dozen tweets in that joint. Goodness it, gracious! It's like a montage. Yeah. He posted a montage. So, um, but let me just let me just get back to that. I really think it is important because even though I have strong views on people believing the stereotypes of other people, um, especially those that are promoted by the oppressors or the oppressive system of that people. Um, I still think that people as human beings grow throughout time, right? We grow and we develop. And I actually didn't look to see how long ago, I think it was 2013 maybe, but I didn't look to see how long ago um, the uh, person who was playing Harriet um, uh, wrote those things. Uh, I I saw them, but I don't remember seeing the the timestamp, but basically she was, she was uh, teasing uh, African American vernacular English, and you know, kind of superimposing the way that it was like 2016. Yeah. yeah. So, and then the same thing with um, with the Lovia Jai and other uh, Africans. I think African it was 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's important that we see development and growth. And so, if if somebody has grown out of that, and if they've learned, and if they've interacted with uh, African-Americans that don't fit their stereotype, which frankly is the majority. And if they've actually expanded their horizons and are different people, then I would not have a problem with them portraying an African-American role. But the thing that I want to bring up is, uh, do you guys remember the show that came out called Underground? Um, yeah, I was um, watching it. It yeah. was on television. Two seasons. Yeah, It was the most powerful, yeah, it was the most powerful Underground Railroad depiction I have ever seen, and it was over the course of two seasons. Uh, they did an amazing job with it in terms of the writing, in terms of the historical backdrop and everything. The person who played Harriet Tubman, uh, her name is Aisha Hines, and she did an incredible job. And she is an American of African descent or ADOS. And I didn't understand why somebody like her or somebody else who has portrayed Harriet Tubman in, in such an amazing, strong way was not selected. I guess it's possible right. that it was offered to them and then they were busy doing other projects, but it was just incredible to me that Aisha Hines uh, was not selected right. uh, for that particular role. Right. I mean, there, there, there's so much, sorry to cut you off host AJ. There, there's so much that could have been done with the Harriet joint. Um, I mean, you could have done, you could you could have done uh it could have been a period piece that uh, happened over the course of different different times in her life you could have a a young harriet a middle-aged harriet an old harriet that we used to seeing in the photos um that you could have three different actresses i mean it it it's just it didn't have to it it didn't have to be as bootleg um as they you know as they as they went about it right and and i will admit you know, I have not seen the movie. Today is November 9th. I have not seen the movie, but from some of the reviews that I've seen online, there's also a black male bounty hunter who is the main antagonist in the movie. Well, it did, so some are saying an antagonist, some are saying uh, main antagonist, but a lot of the people who are putting, who are, who are, the counter perspective to that is that oh that was like a side character not the, not the main okay that's uh, good to antagonist. know because yeah, from yeah, what yeah. I from what I've read black bounty hunters were a thing but they were very rare very very rare it wasn't like it was a thing everywhere so anyway I you know just to kind of conclude this point I don't mind that Cynthia Rebo is not African American I don't and that's not just because I'm 
from Jamaica. I'm just not saying that. Um, you know, I don't mind that. I just think that the, by the way, those um, lovey tweets were real greasy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> some of them jokes yeah. were greasy. Woo! Some fighting words. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. Real greasy. Wilding, yeah. Um, but it's just that that mentality, like you can't have that mentality and but then when it's convenient, jump on the whole, oh, hey, we all black, you know, let me play Harriet Tubman, let me get this bag. You know, that's the the hypocrisy part is more of the issue. The the fact that she's not African American is not really the issue. The issue is of the hypocrisy, the uh, you know, what seems to be apparent hypocrisy. If you talk greasy, then that's cool. Just stay talking greasy, right? You just gonna do that. Just do right. that. But not when the bag is brought out. You like well, hold fast, cuz let me get that bag, cuz um, you know we all black, right? We all mm-hmm. black, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I know people like that. That's what I'm saying. Like I have these conversations with members of my family sometimes, and it's just kind of like, yo, are you kidding me right now? Like, it's just like I know people in my family who didn't want to become U.S. citizens. You know, I have people in my family who didn't want to come to America when, like, when a lot of my family was coming to America, they didn't want to come. I don't want to be seen as African American, so we're not coming. So, I'm like, if that's your mentality, that's cool. Just keep the mentality and keep it pushing. But AJ, not, you do know, I have to call ice? You ain't got do to call, I have ice. To call ice. You ain't got to call ice on me, brother. I was born in the United <laughs> States, so I'm an anchor, I'm I'm anchor baby, right? <laughs> According to your boy, I'm an anchor baby. So, <laughs> anyway. but I think that it's really important that um, I know with a few of the. <laughs> With a, a few of the interviews that I saw where the issues mm. came up that others were having with the Not My Harriet movement and mm. Harriet hashtag, I think it's really interesting that what you just said about the black bounty hunter and the white person who killed him in the film, that doesn't seem to come up as much as the issue regarding uh, the anti-African-American sentiment of the protagonist. And I think that that's interesting because I think mm. that in terms of content, yeah, I think in terms of content, no, I, I think in terms of content, the latter is more important than the former. No, I've um, seen. So I, I, I actually, I, I saw it the other way around. Um, I see a lot of people, like I think that that was the that I see a lot of people that were more on what you had said earlier, and that was people people just want acknowledgement about the about uh, uh, statements. They feel they feel like an apology is due. And then also on top of that, people feel like there needs to be some sort of uh, promotion of the 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 Comcast, the the Byron Allen versus Comcast case uh, that is challenging the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1866, the um, Section 1981, that whole thing. Uh, I think people are more the so, oldest civil rights law on the books, by the way. Yeah, people and people are getting up on Cynthia Revo and getting up on Cassie Lemons and getting up on this uh, focus fix, focus features movie as a form of propaganda to distract black people from the case that's taking place where the parent company of the mo- people who produce the movie Harriet is actually uh, challenging the civil rights of uh, uh, civil rights act of eighteen sixty six that is about um, the ability to the ability for denying contracts to black people or on the on the uh black on the owned basis companies. of race yeah the, the ability to deny contracts on the basis of race would not be able to be proven uh illegal 
that's that or, or a constitutional violation. I feel so, tempted to go back to clarify what I was trying to say before. Okay, yeah, sure, 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 sure. No, sure, but sure. you brought up something that's much more important. So if you want to keep it moving with that, yeah, that's why I kind of wanted to, you know, I wanted to make sure we weren't, we weren't, you know, wrestling over grapes, and we were well, focusing on, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily look at it as wrestling over grapes because beyond the movie, it's the mindset. You know, it's hmm. the the mindset is bigger than the movie. Yeah, um, because this movie will come and this movie will go, but that mindset will remain. And so, yeah. when you have, you know, it's okay to be different people groups, but I think just that derogatory mentality that we have, you know, whether it's um, non-native African Americans derogatory views of African Americans, or whether it's African Americans derogatory views of non-native. Um, African Americans, the African booty scratcher mentality. So we have to make you know, oh, and right. thinking that every, every, I mean, I've had conversations again with people in 2019 who think all of Africa is a jungle, and you're like, yo, dude, do you read? You know what yeah, I mean? So did. it's like, you, just, I, you need to hang out with more black people, AJ. So either <laughs> no, you, that that <laughs> that was a black person. Maybe that's the case. But, um, <laughs> I'm so, talking about know. black people. I'm talking about. A guy I know, one of my colleagues, was taking a trip to South Africa and was scared because he thought all of South Africa was a jungle. And I'm like, my man, do you read? I mean, this is an African-American, so it goes both ways. And so that's why it's so important that we understand that this mentality, I don't know how many times I I need to repeat myself, but this, this mentality that permeates the diaspora, right? of that the, the the negative view of the various components because the diaspora to use Eva's earlier point well, the diaspora yeah, Eva, Eva been even been sitting on something she looked like she about to explode what's going on Eva No I just wanted to um no no and I, I just wanted to say that a few things but one of them is that <laughs> it's really just to double back on the idea of jungles um there are two things I want to mention first of all I think it's a really good strategy on the part of white supremacy or yellow supremacy or whatever's going on in Africa to make people not want to go back home. I'm actually happy that some of Africa is still quote unquote undeveloped, you know, but all you have to do is look at climate and landform maps and realize that on earth in general, the jungles tend to be around the equator. (laughs) So, you know, and there's only one real part of Africa that's near the equator. So when you look at the continent of Africa, the tropical rainforests are around the middle. Then you have the savanna region uh, above and, and, and below it. Then you have the semi-arid and then you have arid. And so for people to, to, to discount Africa and say jungle, 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 first of all, it's incorrect. Second of all, I'm glad that there's still virgin land in Africa <laughs> where the rest of the world, you know, we've developed it to oblivion. And now there's a, there's a lot that's missing. But third of all, Um, I think it is really, really uh, a good strategy on the part of those who are currently taking over the African continent. I'm talking about companies in China and uh, currency from France and various other things. I think it's a really good strategy for them to try to get us not to claim the land of our ancestors, like what's going on now with the uh, right of return where African-Americans by the thousands are going to Africa as we speak because of the 400 year anniversary and buying up land and building businesses. You can't so, buy land. But anyway, there's a lot of things that, you know, that's going on uh, that, you know, that's pretty interesting, but I just wanted to, to clarify something from earlier. And that was basically 
that from the interviews I've seen of some of the cast members of this Harriet film, um, I, I was just saying that I have seen more emphasis when it comes to the objections on uh, the, the cultural element than emphasis on the content of the film. Um, clearly, uh, Avery has seen something different, but I'm just, you know, everybody. Yeah, I think you have to adjust your Twitter filter. So, um, <laughs> no, I think that people can agree that there are, because I, one thing I don't like is that when you have certain people setting a narrative, mm. they'll, they'll skew the narrative in one direction. But I think even more important, I think, um, than what, how she feels about African-Americans or whether or not she is African-American is the content of the film. And the director, for example, of this film actually justified having a black bounty hunter by saying, I'm taking artistic license because I'm an artist and this is what you should do, even though black bounty hunters were, were an anomaly yeah, right. Virtually, un virtually non-existent. I mean, they, they definitely existed and it made sense for people to hire them, you know. Right. For the of well, I say virtually. But yeah. yes, so she so so she kind of throws an outlier in there and she said she did that deliberately. I think that's a problem because even because as you were saying earlier, AJ, people believe what screens tell them so much, including stereotypes, that they'll go to this film and, and believe that. Yeah. And and believe that the reason if they if they're not looking carefully that the white man actually killed the black bounty hunter is because of some kind of love for Harriet instead of his own, you know, financial. Yeah. Now, so now, we just need to be careful. I, I agree with you that one, Eva. I think that there's uh, for the people that are defending certain things, they uh, that hop on the YouTubes and the Twitters and the blue check mark Twitter and all of that. When they say stuff, well, it wasn't even about that. It was about blah, 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 blah. blah. First of all, they're lying. Uh, but for those who aren't lying and they, they actually um, do believe that certain things aren't about certain things, you have to take into account that um, movies can be read on a lot of different levels and certain things are put in to movies to communicate certain things or angle certain things that uh, if you if you if you don't understand what you're looking at, then you'd miss it. But if you knew what you're looking at and the history behind certain things, you see it packaged in there loud and clear and written in a way to dog whistle and signal certain things that um, if you, you know, if you try to argue and say, oh, it's there, then it's set up in a way that it can be plausibly denied, you know? So anyway. I mean, just to really close this point, I mean, one of the, one of the best things to come out of the transatlantic slave trade, people might say, what? There's good things that came out of that? There are actually good things that came out of that. You had the development of so many new people groups that didn't exist. Without the transatlantic slave trade, there is no such thing as the Jamaican culture. Not the Jamaican culture we know today or any of the other Caribbean islands or the rich history of African-Americans or, you know, the rich history of Afro-Latinos. Like the, these are rich cultures that have been cultivated that I think were divinely orchestrated by the hand of God taking a bad situation and making something beautiful out of it. And to use Eva's earlier point that even the diaspora is not a monolith within the diaspora are many, many, many different people groups. And I think rather than having derogatory views of one another, we should be able to appreciate and experience the, the blessings that each one of these various people groups bring to the table.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Um, thank you for holding strong with us. Listen, we know we're running a little long, but something got into us when we started talking about Popeye's chicken. Anyway, we haven't had a This Week in the News in a minute. You know, the, the Saints haven't done very much to embarrass themselves, or at least what I found, until until this week. So there was a Twitter beef going on this week um, <laughs> between a couple of preachers and I would encourage you. Well, you know what? I don't know if I want to encourage you to go look at it. I'm gonna give you the abridged version, and it's so embarrassing. I'm not even sure if I want to encourage people to go look at it. But people are curious. You can go look at it. So um, James White, not that James White, but the other James White. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's it's hard because there are two preachers who go by James White. There's a black guy and a white guy. So I'm talking about the white guy at Doctor Oakley sixteen something something. It's his Twitter handle. Um, if you don't know his history, he's made a lot of greasy comments in general about African-Americans, even particularly African-Americans who claim the name of Christ, which I find astonishing, um, that he would disparage his brethren in that manner. But he made some, well, some, some, some greasy comments this week, just about how black churches are anti-intellectual and and he said and he says historically historically black churches have been anti-intellectual they have been anti-theological they have been anti-church history etc 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 they have been some of the biggest uh perpetrators of this type of preaching or this type of church messaging um and that drew the ire of one dr eric mason um, I don't know what his Twitter handle is, but you can go look up Dr. Eric Mason, who then responded in kind, you know, with things it's like, like Pastor E or something. It could be Pastor E or Pastor Mace or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, he responded, you know, making note that James White did not put it in the proper context that, the you know, when the black church was, you know, first at, in its infancy, it was due to the fact that it couldn't, you know, African-Americans couldn't even worship with white people in churches, you know, so the call of Christ was not greater than the call of whiteness in this country at one point in time. So there had to even be a thing called a black church because we weren't even permitted to worship, you know, or participate in Christian fellowships um, with with white Americans. So I think putting it in its proper context, um, even if you look at things like, you know, the 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 slave Bible where large portions of scripture were purposefully removed in addition to the other parts that were probably removed previously. If you want to do some history, go look at the original KJV from 1611. But anyway, um, and so those are all the different things that, you know, you have to look at when you look at it in context. And so rather than saying, you know, Hey brother, let's chop it up. Let me, you know, school me on some things, whatever, whatever. Of course, James White doubles down and triples down. And I think you said something very pertinent early, Eva. It's just embarrassing. I found it very embarrassing um, that two preachers were kind of going back and forth for a couple of days on Twitter about something that, you know, honestly, I think is more cultural than I think is theological. I think that James White is just very culturally ignorant. Um, I don't think he's theologically if ignorant. I think he's closed. If you're going to be culturally ignorant, then, then be culturally ignorant and shut up while you're learning. 
But you know, the unfortunate part is people who are culturally ignorant don't even realize that they're culturally ignorant. So they just make blanket statements. They use generalizations and they just kind of put it out. Like he even says in one of his video clips, that's just the way it is. It's like, really? That's just the way it is. Cause you say so, Mr. White. Okay. Then I guess that's just the way it is. So yeah, I don't know. He says that I'm, I'm white and I say so. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mr. White and I say so. Right. I'm the white Mr. White and I say so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. I just, I mean, just what, what say you on, 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 on this matter? I mean, cause, it's not just James White in particular. We know there's a, there's a whole ilk of people who who think like that. Well, I think the first thing I want to say is is not going to be a popular uh, a popular remark. Not on this podcast. We say unpopular things on here. If I, <laughs> if I were a space alien coming down, I would look just from that perspective and say. You have the you have a, a descendant of the of the people who introduced this notion of Christianity to those people. If I were a space alien who landed from outer space, outer space, after I said, "Take me to your leader," and you showed me the likes of one Donald John Trump, then I would look at this um, at this argument and just think it's ironic that the descendant of the people who brought this idea of Christianity to the descendants of the latter um, are just are arguing over theology. It's just it's just interesting how there you have a white person um, who introduced his version of Christianity to black people. And now centuries go by and that same white person is saying, you're not doing it right. Mm, that's like, it, yeah. I, I gave you, I gave you this Christianity. You spent a few centuries rejoicing over it, but you didn't. And I separated. I gave you a Christianity that I separated um, from my version and from the space where I worship. And now I'm coming back and telling you, even though you didn't use the resources and the locations that we had available, you also didn't do it right. Now you don't do it right. Now you have a few people who are conservative like we are, but the majority of you are running in laps and the majority of you are saying theologically unsound things. Well, and I just I just see it, it. It just seems really, really paternalistic to me. It seems really paternalistic that a white person um, is correcting a black person who's supposed to be their brother in Christ in public in that way. Yeah. 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 I mean, even that idea. Even that idea, not, that that's a lie, you know, that uh, um, uh, 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 that black people got, you know, and I, and I, and I like separating Christianity from Christ uh, because as I, you know, as I beat the drum that uh, Christianity, Christianity is propaganda. Christ is real, Christianity is propaganda. Uh, and the idea, though, that um, that blacks... Uh, or those that have come from uh, specifically those that have, uh, were slaves or uh, came from the slave trade, did not know who Jesus was. That's just, you know, that's just a lie. Like many of them didn't, but there are those who did. And, um, you know, I can go into why that was the case, but um, that's just a lie that everybody was quote unquote worshiping trees. That's just a lie. That's a lie. Um, so anyway. Yeah, it's it's perpetuated 
you know, by by an institution that, you know, and I've as I've stated on this show many, many times, the goal of any institution is to keep itself going. Correct. The 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 one area that I will push back on Dr. Mason, you know, <clears throat> and listen, James White got to take his L on this one. I think he like I say, I think he made some really crass generalizations. Um, but the, the, the one area where I will push back on Eric Mason is, listen, if you want to continue to prop up this institution, then all of the things that come along with it, you're going to have to take that. You're going to have to sip that right there and, and, and let that marinate. Right. If if I want to prop up a particular institution, whatever the institution is. Right. If I want to beat the drum about the financial institution, well, then when you find out how greasy some of these banks are, hey, you got to just take that, right? If I want to prop up this judicial system and then I see judges giving Amber Geiger hugs and kisses in the court, hey, you got to take that. You Mm -hmm. You choose to prop up this system. So the same goes for the religious system. You know, I talk to so many believers who they see the cracks in every other system except religious system. You talk Mm. to them about anything else, financial system, education. They're like, yeah, the system is messed up. We got to get. And then you talk to them about the religious system and they're like, huh? Rut roll. You know, what are you (laughs) talking about, Willis? And it's like, hey, listen, if you want to continue to prop up this system and get your 501c3s and get your edifices, and join these organizations, then you're going to have to take some of that because along with that comes the people of James White's ilk. That's Mm -hmm. what comes with that. That's what comes with propping up this institution is, well, guess what? You got that underbelly. The only way to completely eradicate the underbelly is to let God burn the whole thing down. Let the whole joint get burnt down and then then we can have some discussions. But mm-hmm. if I want to try to, you know, halfway cater to these constituencies and side with this institution, well, then you're going to have to deal with the James Whites of the world. That's just it comes with the drink. Well, mm-hmm. it makes sense that people would want to perpetuate an institution if that institution is paying their automobiles, telephone bills and their bills, bills, bills. Talk to them, Destiny's the Child. Talk to if them. You are actually, if you're actually supporting your whole family off of an ideology um, and a, 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 a superstructure, then of course you want to maintain that, even if, you're, even if your motives are good. For example, uh, Epiphany, for example, I've been there, uh, in, in the one in Philadelphia, that is, and that's a community of people, right? So it makes sense that you would want to perpetuate a community of people. Um, so I, I just have trouble with, with, with it being done in public in that way. Right. Um, I understand Emace probably would want to correct a man in public who made certain statements in public. Right, right. But back and forth, I think maybe one or two statements, maybe one would be enough. Um, and then after that, uh, maybe you can, instead of going back and forth, just make certain clarifying statements so that your constituents will know that the things that he's saying are racially biased um, and also historically incorrect. Even during the colonial era, we had black theologians. Even during the Richard Allen era, um, we had black people who were really, really strong in terms of theology. We are not, as we've been saying before, a sum total of the buffoons uh, running laps around churches and misinterpreting scripture. 
We just simply aren't. But here we go again. Another person, James yeah. White, who is way too educated to do this, looking at our worst and judging all of us. Yeah. And I mean, maybe he's not all that educated. <laughs> right. It might and, be you a know, all these dudes. You know, a lot of these cats running up in these seminaries are learning a whole lot of things that are unbiblical, you know, and uh, and just the fact that so many of them even run up into them cemeteries is not because the Heavenly Father told them to do that. Did I say cemetery? Yes, you did say cemeteries. Well, the fact that they're running up in these cemeteries, yeah. <laughs> that and I mean, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard many, even you know, white people, but but black people that go go in the seminary. Oh, you know, that is they think that serving God is or serving our Father is going to seminary. Right. So that right there shows you a, a very immature view of um of uh, our heavenly Father. You know, and, and you how he really speaks good. and communicates. What you say? And you made a really good point um, because uh, just because you have a doctorate from a semi- from a, a seminary does not mean that you are educated. Right? Yep. Yep. Or or what it does mean is that you're educated according to the doctrine of that seminary. So Westminster. Yep. I used to want to go to Westminster. Westminster hey, listen, is- I actually got accepted to Regent University. I was. That's where I was headed. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, so I'm actually thankful like, that God got me off that track. Exactly. Regent has one particular perspective. Uh, Howard Divinity, which I took some classes at, has another one. Uh, Westminster is sort of a classical one. The one that uh, MLK went to is another one. You know, so you're still you're still being educated according to the uh, systematic theology that's promoted by that particular uh, theology theology school. You know, I'm a I'm a end exactly. With this. I'm gonna end with this. Yeah. There's a there's a book written by Jonathan Walton um, that was really helpful for me. Um, it's called um, "Lies That Hold America Captive," and in um, in the beginning of his book, in chapter one, one of the lies that he dis, you know debunks is that America is a Christian nation. And of course, that's a really easy statement to make. But then he goes a little further. He says, you know, the reason that this is not a Christian nation is because what people are purporting to be Christianity is actually just white American folk religion. It's a completely different faith. Um, Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that I I think that, you know, people take that and understand that we're not coming against, you know, the followers of Christ to A's point, you know, because I am one. But what I am vehemently against is white American folk religion, this mentality of God and country. And, you know, God, you know, this is God's country. And, you know, I I love my country. No, the the Bible says love your neighbor, you know, so nations rise and fall. That's in the scriptures. Right. So. I think that this mentality that people of James White's ilk hold up is what is being, you know, propagandized as the faith of the Bible. And it is not. It is American folk religion, you know. And so putting it in that context, it helps me to to really differentiate. But me, I got no problem letting God burn that whole joint down. And again, this is where, you know, people who want to prop up aspects of that institution, they got to look themselves in the mirror and realize if I want to continue to prop this up, then James White comes with it. So anyway, we know we ran long this week, but we do thank you all for rocking with us. So whether it's chicken sandwiches and the stabbings that incur subsequent to those um, greasy people talking about African-Americans or culturally ignorant preachers you know we're gonna keep god in the mix 
whether or not we get Bibly, we still keep God in the mix. So for Eve and A Swish, this is AJ saying peace. When they come in Sunday, rap hard. Sitting on no fun in their squad. Yeah, they go, they the sons of God. They the ones who done left the yard. When they come in Sunday, rap hard. Sitting on no fun in their squad. Yeah, they go, they the sons of God. Squad. There they go, they're the sons of God